Angeles fundraisers. I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. Well, welcome back, Raise Nation audience. I'm so glad you're tuning in again. Thank you for making our show such a fan favorite and nominating us for the podcast awards. We're super excited about that. So please vote because we we're trying to get that win there. Um, if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. Um, we're so excited about the show's popularity. You can find us everywhere. We stream on 10 different podcast channels. We're um, on demand at onecause.com and we are live from the annual raise conference. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, we are coming up on raise 2023, which is taking place at the country music hall of fame in Nashville. And that leads me to our very special guests, our MCs for this year's event and who have been part of the raise family for a good while. And we're going to just get into uh, a little pre-raise, if you will, and a little banter with our MC. So please help me welcome to raise nation radio. Um, and I, I'm, I've been practicing her name, but I know I'm going mess up Shauna Adamick. I think I got it, who is the executive director of um, Oracle Health Foundation and Oracle Social Impact. And Mr. Reggie Rivers, can't mess that name up, I don't think, um, president of the GALA team. Shauna, Reggie, welcome to Race Nation Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's so great to be here with you, Don and Reggie, of course. So incredible to see you too. Yeah, great to see you. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have fun emceeing Rays 2023. I've never been to Nashville. It'll be my first time. I'm excited. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, um, I saw your dance moves not that long ago at Rays, I think, 2021. So maybe you can teach Shauna and me and we could, um, you know, learn from Mr. Reggie Rivers. How's that sound? I don't know if you guys can afford my dance lessons. Um, you know, I'm quite professional. I'm quite proficient. I've been invited to be on many shows and yeah. you know, I've turned it down just for budget reasons. They just can't afford Dancing me. with the stars. Here we come. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I, if you guys want to get dance lessons, get it from somebody cheaper. <laughs> Shana, what do you have to say to that? <laughs> I want to put on my resume. I got dance lessons from Reggie Rivers. I mean, I think that's pretty incredible. And I think you have moves that maybe I just don't know yet, Reggie. And so you're going to have to I'm, I'm really going to have to bring my A game for this. Yeah, true story. That's all all the hip hop moves from the 90s. I'm a specialist. <laughs> you are. Is oh, that yeah. on your resume? Oh, gosh, I can't yeah. wait. We're going to we're going to see them. Uh, I know at the Wild Tour Saloon Monday night when we go out oh. for Rays. Um, well, audience, you can see already Rays is going to be special. This episode is going to be special and partly uh, because of our wonderful MCs. But we didn't get a chance to, you know, get that intimate and personal introduction. So we're going to do ladies first, Sean, if you don't mind taking the lead and just talk about, you know, who you are, where you came from, how you got to raise, and anything personal that you want to share, and then we'll pass it over to Reggie. 
All right. Well, thank you so much again, Don. And well, my name is Shauna Adamick, as you mentioned, Don, and I am coming to you from Kansas City right now. And I cannot wait to meet you both in Nashville and the entire Rays community in Nashville. I've had nearly 22 experiences, uh, 22 years of experience in uh, philanthropy, corporate philanthropy, public nonprofit fundraising, donor cultivation, everything that you can add to that. Um, that has been the last couple decades of my life. And through this last year, I've actually gone, I think year and a half, actually, I've gone through the largest merger in healthcare IT with Oracle and was able to transition um, my foundation, which was Cerner Charitable Foundation, to now become Oracle Health Foundation. To make note of this, it is the only foundation um, of its kind to be taken on during a merger of this size to become a Fortune 100 um, corporate foundation. So this has been a pretty big deal and a pretty big year and something that's been very exciting for our city, our team, but most importantly, the children that we're helping around the world. And aside from what I'm doing with the foundation, I am also an inspirational speaker. I'm currently um, writing a book. I'm a former NFL cheerleader and I'm I'm a brain tumor survivor, and so I'm an advocate for health equity across the board. Um, and I am also one of Reggie's friends, which makes me even, I think that's the most important piece of my resume. So that is where I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to punt it to you, Reggie. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Shana. Uh, well, it's a, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, Shana, over the past three years or so. And um, for those of you who don't know, Shana is a remarkable human being. She has um, the spirit that you hear and see on this podcast is a spirit she lives with every day. Um, her story is incredible. Um, her story of survival is incredible. Her story of achievement is incredible. And she is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm blessed to be her co-MC for Rays. I'm a former Denver Bronco, commonly referred to as the greatest Bronco in the history of the franchise. But we don't have to stand on titles. You could just call me Reggie. <laughs> and I've... um. So I played for the Broncos in the 90s. I've been a media personality for most of my professional career doing TV, radio, and newspaper. I'm a keynote speaker. I do a lot of uh, motivational talks. But I, I, 10 years ago, I started a company called The Gala Team, and we help nonprofits raise money during their big charity galas. Uh, we I started off by myself in 2013. I did 13 events that year. We've now grown to be a team of 25 people. We do about 150 events nationwide. And we've really, we've helped our nonprofit partners raise about $50 million. And so I feel like I stumbled into my purpose in life as a benefit auctioneer. And I'm grateful every day for the opportunity that I have to do the work that I do. Well, we're so grateful that you do that work. Um, we had a webinar with you, Reggie, um, earlier this year, and it still remains the number one uh, webinar for 2023. So it can't be beat. You always give such great actionable advice. And so I agree. You, you definitely found your purpose. Um, and Shauna, to you, you are super inspirational. I echo what Reggie said. You actually um, inspired me over the holidays. I was thinking about you and something that you said, and you helped me get through a little bit of a health crisis there. And you probably didn't even know that. So um, yeah, it's pretty special to have the two of you together in a, in a room. But I, I kind of want to segue to that, if you don't mind, what what is this incredible chemistry and camaraderie that the two of you bring um, to the stage at the RAISE conference? And just how did this collaboration come about? And what do you, what do you attribute to why it's so dynamic and works so well. 
I think that I get the very first moment I met you, Reggie, you know, I got so excited because immediately I knew he was a Denver Bronco and I'm coming from an eight year career in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I was like, here we go. Like, let me meet Reggie. And we immediately right off the bat, bat just clicked. And I would say, I think our conversations from that very, very moment we met have been just so entertaining and it's just fun. And I like to, I, you know what? I like to smile all the time. And I think Reggie might actually smile more than me. And there might be moments when we're just smiling at each other, like on stage. And it's like our eyebrows are so, so high, our smiles so big. And it's like a, the borderline of we're about to bust into laughter. And so I think there's just something that I have felt has been magical about Reggie since the moment I met him. And I got past the Broncos thing really fast. So I, I mean, I think applause to myself for that. <laughs> Yeah. So you're cheering each other on then when you're, you're watching. Each other on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Reggie, of. anything to add? Kind of. Yes. We, you know, um, we have deep animosity for the Kansas City Chiefs here in Denver. And so when I heard <laughs> that she say a Chiefs cheerleader for all those years, I understood that it's not her fault. She, you know, there are 12 step programs that can help her. The first step is admitting that she has a problem. And I and I think that oh a big part of our friendship and what has happened is that we both love to joke. We both love to poke. And when you meet somebody who uh, takes that with such grace and humor um, and, and we give it back and forth, it's just a lot of fun. And I have a I, I was thinking of an analogy just a minute ago. Um, I, I rarely play ping pong. When I was a kid, I played ping pong a lot. But now I play once a year. My friend Sanjay Beach, who lives in Cleveland, I see him once a year at his house. He has a ping pong table in his house. Sanjay loves ping pong. He's a great ping pong player. Well, Sanjay and I will start playing ping pong and we're, boom, 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 boom. you know, we're just nice and easy. And then he'll just go, bam, and just slam one and score the point and be like, yeah, boy. And I'm like, Sanjay. Sanjay, chill out. It's like I'm a fourth grader over here. You, you're taking all this pride. And what what Shauna and I have is that we play ping pong together really well. Neither of us ever slams the other person. It's just kind of a fun game of ping pong. And it's fun for us to participate in. And it's fun for people to watch. 100%. I like that. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your ping pong buddy on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if we're going to have ping pong balls and tables and all that uh, at this year's Rays, but we are going to have back to the dancing. I remember Rays 2021, Reggie. I think um, you and Josh Meyer, who is the current VP of Demand Generation at Bloomerang, were opening up this gamification part of Rays, and the two of you were coming out doing a something, uh, I guess we call it dancing to poker face by Lady Gaga. And I was in the broadcast, you know, studio and I had to put my hand over my mouth so that no one could hear me laughing. Um, it was adorable. It was just so much fun. I must watch that video like 30 times over. So uh, going back to where we started with this episode, you you have to bring those dance moves to, to Nashville. You just have to do. Sean and I'll be waiting for you. Shauna, can I ask your professional opinion about something? Yes. If you're you're you have a long dance history and dance background. If somebody is describing dancing that you did and they say, I think it was dancing, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a compliment. Well, you know, if anybody watched the video, they know what I mean. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think it was, you know, you gave a really, you gave a really solid try Reggie and you brought your Reggie energy. So anything you do is going to be amazing out there, even if it's, you know, not quite the steps. We're not quite an actual dance move, but I am committed. I'm committed, Don, to uh, that. um, Reggie and I are going to take some of those. I think somebody's teaching line dancing or or something at Ray's. And we're going to we're going to have to demonstrate some on stage, Reggie. So I'm just putting that out in the universe because that is going to come to life. Yeah, just to expand on that, uh, Charity Ace is one of our sponsors at Raise uh, 2023, and they are hosting a Monday morning activity, and it's exactly that, line dancing. So I can't wait. That's that's where the cowboy boots are going to come out, those mics. That's right. (laughs) So good. Well, Sean, I want to not change the... dialogue too much, but I do want to talk about some inspiration and where I was going a little bit earlier in this episode. Um, I had a little bit of a health crisis over um, Christmas, uh, this just this past Christmas, and um, it all turned out great. I had some, you know, a little go around with a few mammographies and some suspicion and it all turned out to be wonderful and negative, but it took me a little bit of a journey to get there. And I remember with the first uh, positive result that I got, I thought about something that you said on stage at Raise 2022, which was you wanted to get yourself in the right mindset and the right health for your journey. And I'm going to let you share your story. And you wanted to do your part for your healthcare providers and your team that was going to be taking care of you. It was a collaboration and that stuck with me. Little did I know in September that I would need that advice in December, but I did channel that my inner Shauna and said, well, you know what? It is what it is. I can't control it, but I'm going to do what I need to do. So do you want to share your story? I don't want to take too much of your thunder and where um, your medical journey took you and how you got through it. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, Don, um, I'm so glad you're healthy and I'm glad Thank that you. you've gotten through that because I think that, you know, that's that's one of the most the, the scariest moments in life is is the unknown of a possible diagnosis the unknown of a health scare and i think that you know i would even say that's when you know i am a optimist i i tell everyone that and i speak on a platform of audacious optimism and there's there are moments in everyone's life where that's that spark can go can go dark because there is a before and there is an after and it's all about how that you respond in that moment of the after and so so glad that you were on the this part of your journey um and you know five years five and a half years ago i was after going through six years of 109 doctor's appointments and to put that in perspective uh the average person sees a doctor four times per year i went 109 times because i was losing my hearing i was losing um I had problems with my sight, my sinuses, I had headaches, I started to have slurred speech, I started to have even more increase in the hearing loss, Um, and then I started to get vertigo. And every time I went, it was blamed on allergies, Um, it was blamed on sinus infections, uh, being dehydrated, even that I cheered in a lot of stadium in the NFL, and that's why I was losing my hearing, and it was probably messing with my balance. Um, And the... 
one point I went to the ER and I was told after being treated for dehydration that I was a tired, overworked mom. And that is almost unbelievable to repeat back, oh, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a real thing. And so that's why it's so important. And I stand when I when I talk about my journey, it's we are all our own doctors. My friend Maria Menounos says we're the CEO of our bodies and we are. And so it's important that we push for our own health. And we also help our healthcare providers because there's so much noise in healthcare, noise that we've created with technology that now we have to partner with our doctors to bring back the humanity and the empathy in the moment to create that connection to get us the diagnosis. So once I got that diagnosis and it was only because I pressed one more time and I said, I need to see a specialist. And I walked in that specialist's office and said, I think I have a brain tumor. And when he confirmed that I did after an MRI where he really wasn't convinced I was going to, he told me that it was life-threatening and he gave me one year to live. He gave me one year to live without the needed um, the needed care, the needed surgery and the healthcare and the, the, the care that they actually came back with, the care plan they provided me with didn't actually provide a lot of hope. And so I knew I had to go get that second opinion. I did. I went and got that second opinion. And after a 13-hour surgery in Chicago where I left my friends and my family, I lost my hearing. I had facial paralysis. I had 4% chance of gaining back the function on my right side and gaining back my smile. Um, But I had my life. And that had become my perspective because what happened one week before I went into that surgery, I had done everything I possibly could, got myself so healthy, did everything I could to partner with my healthcare providers to be to be like, I'm going to be healthy on the outside of this. So that recovery is easy. Got the care in line for my kids, everything that needed to happen with my job. I checked off all the boxes and then I realized that I hadn't come to terms with the the emotional loss that I was going to experience. And I knew that when I got out of that surgery, the person I saw in the mirror was going to be different. And there was this moment where I literally just broke down and cried and and. I'm sure sounds came out of my my body that like you you can't even I can't even imitate from crying, but it was a release of everything. And it was a it was it was so freeing because it was an acceptance of whatever I got back, whatever smile I got back, whatever hearing I got back, anything that I got back was considered a gift. And so now when I talk about that story and so many things that were difficult, the recovery was challenging every day when I had to look at myself in the mirror and will myself to remember that I could do like that I could do this, that I that I could get through this, that I could do one more day with a headache, that I could do one more day practicing to smile on both sides. Um, it's just something that I'm so passionate about is the power that optimism has and the power that it gave me through that moment of really not only having hope and and belief and and hope and and confidence in the future, but it was more than hope because hope is wishful thinking. It was belief. And so I I say to anyone going through that struggle, um, we all have the ability to look forward and to grasp on to the embrace the unknown to ignite our own will and to imagine what can be possible and whatever that possibility is. And so that's what I would encourage others to do. And that's really what got me through. I've heard that story a few times. Um, You've had the chance to tell it at at the race conference and on stage, and I never tire hearing it is just a mountain of inspiration and what this show is all about. And it just gives me, I mean, it's horrid that you went through what you went through, especially having children and a family, but um, 
it is just, I, I believe that you're here to inspire all of us. And I know you help me at a rough time. So it's just super incredible and powerful. I, I don't, I don't know what to add. Reggie, you've heard that story before. It's just remarkable in, in, in every way. Um, anything do you want to say to the audience or to Shauna after hearing it again? Of course. You know, it is, we never know how strong we are until we get tested. And Shauna has been tested to the limit and her strength has shown up over and over again, just the inner strength that she has, the belief that she has in herself, the strength of her family around her, the strength that she has for her family. Um, and it's just so impressive and inspirational. And, and yeah, every time I uh, talk to her, I'm reminded of just how strong a person that she is. And I think that she helps other people find their strength, that hope is one of the most powerful emotions that we have. And and that's why I love the work that we do, because nonprofits basically are purveyors of hope, is that people walk into a situation, you know, they're falling in life, they're, they've gone through a health crisis, they are have, are losing their home, they, uh, some, you know, something has happened, and they're tumbling down, and they fall into the arms of some nonprofit that says, you know what, we've helped thousands of people just like you. Um, we know what to do, we know how to direct you toward resources, we, you're going to be able to build your life back, and they restore that hope that people have. And I think that Sean is just a walking example of what so many of the nonprofits we serve get to deliver every day. Oh, gosh. Thanks, Reggie. And uh, Don, can you see this? We are each other's cheerleaders. I, I swear he has pom-poms on the side cheering for me all the time. So, yeah. No, that, that, and I think that's so well said, Reggie, that it's, you know, hope is such a big part of what we're doing in nonprofits. Because, Don, I mean, that really goes back to the importance of raise and the importance of the support that one cause gives to foundation nonprofits all, all over. And it's it's you know, we have to do our job in nonprofits to really connect to the cause and connect our donors to the cause. And we need the, you know, the support of this conference gives that jolt, that spark, this platform, this technology gives the support we need in that experience because we have to be able to convey that our cause, what's important to us, we have that hope, we can see that future state. It's not always easy. It's a very competitive landscape. I mean, there's just so many nonprofits from grassroots to national, all trying to do the same thing, reach more donors, connect with their donors and drive impact, you know, um, for uh, building better tomorrows. And it it's not easy. So we do need to come together and learn from each other and learn from our peers. We we offer well over 30, maybe close to 40 sessions with CFRE credits and um, really try to emphasize the education and the actionable takeaways from each and every session. So we need that community. Um, and, and that leads me to, you guys are really more than MCs. You've become part of the Rays community. You've become part of the Rays family. How does that feel to be part of Rays and be embraced by attendees? And how do you facilitate that co um, connection and the overall success of the event? Let me start off, Shauna. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure feels good to me. <laughs> so, so that would be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. 
You know, it is it's, it feels good to be in a room full of like minded people who are who want to change the world. And lots of people want to change the world. What I love about the nonprofit community is that we're out there doing it. It is it's the old parable of all the fish that came on the shore and some kid goes and throws one fish back in and somebody says, why are you doing that? You'll never fix this problem. You'll never make a difference. And you say, well, it matters for this one. And and you go, that's one. And so that's what I love. So many nonprofits are their uh, their impact is so direct. They they're a, they're a homeless organization helping people who are experiencing homeless homelessness and they're working in a five block area. And they're helping 300 families who are in that five block area. And it's so direct, it's so impactful, it's so important. It doesn't solve the worldwide problem of homelessness, but it's just very direct. And so I, I feel like that's what the community that we're a part of at Raise, and it feels really good to be accepted by that community, to be a part of that community, and to be a part of that impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will add on that because and I'm not going to sing, but you know what? I might when we get to Nashville, we we might we might have a duo at some point. But, you know, it is really exciting to continue to go back year after year. And really, Reggie and I are ambassadors of this team, of this purpose, of this this platform of incredible technology that's supporting these experiences that we're all developing across the nonprofit platform. And and, you know, what what I think that Reggie and I love so much. It's it's not just being on stage together and it's not just spouting out a bunch of different words or agenda or what might come up next. It's the energy that we can pour into that moment and just bring a little bit of inspiration to help these people that are doing incredible things. Like Reggie said, they're pouring, you know, their life's mission is to make the world better, however they are doing that. And so we get to pour into them for just a few minutes of inspiration, of energy, and help uh, turn a spark into much more of a flame to go forward. That's exciting. And I think that's why, you know, we keep coming back year after year too, because it's energizing for us to see that it's energizing to see whether it is a nonprofit who is helping a home homeless population or nonprofit giving scholarships to college. And it's whatever they're doing, we need them to do it and we need them to do it well. And we want to make sure that we can provide that audience inspiration to create this cause connection to whatever cause they have. Yeah. And I love the idea that it's not just two days. We do as much as we can in two days. And you're so wonderful about inspiring and motivating and getting that audience really pepped up. But there is the other, you know, 363 days. And we want that community to continue. And that's why I think the family has grown out of Rays. And we all contribute to that all year long. So Reggie, I want to turn to you and the gala team. Um, I, it's no joke that your webinar this year is our uh, top producing webinar in terms of engagement and questions and people just being um, thrilled with the actionable insights that you gave them. I know I sat and listened. I was like, wow, that's good. And I've been in this space for over 13 years. So what do you do with the gala team? Um the other 363 days and how does, what do you bring from the gala team to the raise experience? You know, we are a team of benefit auctioneers and fundraising consultants, and we've done more than 900 events. And what we've learned is kind of the psychology of giving in an event setting. When you're gathering 200 to 1200 people in a room 
and sharing your mission with them, um, the order in which you say things matters. The the timing of when you ask for money matters. What you say right before you ask for money matters. How confident you are when you ask for money matters. You know, that not having this apologetic tone like, well, I hate to bother you, but if you could spare a nickel as opposed to here's the work that we're doing, here's why it's so important. We would love a donation of five thousand dollars. Right. There is a there's an intention, intentionality that we've just discovered that, yeah, be bold. I think that I can't remember the title of the the webinar, but it was something like ask and ye shall receive something That's like right. that. Yeah. yeah. To have the courage to to simply present your mission, explain the work that you're doing, explain why it's important, explain the impact that you're having and share the need and then say, we would like your support. And it is unbelievable how your audience will respond if you just ask them for it, because they know that every person that walks in your door is aware that they're at a fundraiser. Every person is aware that you are a nonprofit. Every person is aware that at some point you're going to ask them for support. And so many charities are afraid to ask or they they ask in very passive ways. They say, well, let's let's put envelopes on the table or let's put QR codes out there. And I say, you know what? Get rid of the envelopes. Get rid of the QR codes. Put a paddle in these people's hands and then ask them to raise it. And you'll be impressed. Ask and you shall receive. That's exactly right. Love that. Well, we love that. We love the work that you're doing, you know, all year long to help nonprofits and then that same energy that you bring to raise. Sean, I want to turn to you. How much of what you hear, see or learn at raise do you bring back to Oracle and, and what's happening with the foundation there? Oh, gosh. Well, thanks for that question. Uh, and I, I kind of want to piggyback off, on what Reggie was talking about, because Reggie actually joined me on stage at my fundraiser last year at our masquerade ball, where we, uh, you know, bring in nearly a million dollars and Reggie's on stage with me. And I think it was one of the most special moments because it was something outside of race that we got to do together. And Reggie got to to see this foundation that I talk so much about and the love that we have for it. And then to be part of that was really a, a special experience. And Reggie's really good at his job. So, so thank you, my friend. I'm giving you all the snaps for thank that. Uh, absolutely. You know, over the years, even before I was presenting at Ray's, my team, um, I think my team attended the very first one. And I, it, you know, just soaking up that knowledge. It's so important going back to that term community that we all lean on each other, not try to hide any secrets of the, you know, there's no secret sauce in fundraising. We all need to be able to know what those secrets are to have an incredible event donor cultivation, um, beat our marks in fundraising. And that's what Raise is all about. It's about taking those new tips, those lessons, that conversation and going back and feeling energized to implement them. And it's also, you know, built on, you know, Raise is also part of an extension of one cause, which is an incredible technology. And again, I'll use the word donor cultivation. Donor cultivation has been the one of the most I would say the most important thing in my career. And over the course of two decades, I've I've been able to raise with my team over $55 million for my foundation. And I can point the reason why we've had so much success is our donor cultivation and the experience we are providing. And when we are at events, the year our events changed was the year that we really did something different with our technology platform. And that was with one cause. And then I just stuck with them all throughout that because 
it came back again to that experience, doing things the right way, providing an, an easeability for the attendees to give, to be a part of something. And I took that and then I became so passionate about that, that when I come back to raise, when I talk, when we become ambassadors for um, one cause and this conference, it really is because I'm passionate about what this technology and the experience can do for every single foundation from from the donor cultivation to the experience and ultimately the fundraising getting those that money back to your cause so that's really what i've taken away and what my future looks like is a little bit different i've spent my uh, all my the last couple decades fundraising and that has been who i am at the very core and i will continue to do that talk to people consult with people about that as well and i have a high class problem of a new chapter and it's not even a problem it's a the fact that uh all my conversations led to a really incredible moment where oracle said you know what this is so important to us in our future in healthcare that we want to fully fund every single program you do you do not have to fundraise and you know that is incredible that's what every fundraiser dreams of is to have a organization an enterprise the size of oracle take on millions of dollars of that program expense and then it was that moment of I am a fundraiser, though. I this is what I know. And this is, you know, I, this is what I poured my work into. But then I get to turn around and do things like this and pour into other people and say, this is what you have to bring to the table. This these are the tips, tools and tricks, people like Reggie, technology like One Cause, and then bring this energy that you are going to connect with every single person in that room. So my next chapter is focused all on other foundations and helping them succeed and fundraising. Well, just we're, we're still paying it forward. We're building that family. <laughs> we're building that community. We're all in it together. We all want to improve the lives that we're living and build better tomorrows, as we keep saying here at One Cause. So I know I have the two people in the in the room right now that are just going to be the wind beneath so many w wings. I wish I can talk to you guys for like another another 30 minutes, but at least I know I'll be able to see you in a couple of weeks um, in Nashville and we can get um, a little more inspiration going from that stage. So let me wrap up with asking you both to answer, what are you most looking forward to at this year's conference. You go ahead. You want me to go ahead? Okay. All right. Well, you know, I, again, besides being on stage with Reggie and having a moment of possibly line dancing, the maybe <laughs> and singing bit, and singing and a little bit of the sparkle, this, this whole show that Reggie and I have going on. Okay. Besides that, you know, it really is interacting with all the people who come and really finding that moment where it's, you know, I always go into things and just think if 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 I can say something that can inspire someone to do something hard, to take action, to face an obstacle, to go beyond, to really believe in themselves, then that is what I was supposed to do. And so that is really what I'm looking forward to is making that human connection and providing that level of support that I want to for these people to go do great things. And, uh, you know, it may sound a little cliche and a little cheesy, but I do like to be people's cheerleaders. So here I come. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I, I love all of that. And, and I, it recharges my battery to be around people who are striving to do good things in the world and to just meet you know, different people who are in different size organizations, different 
um, levels of um, experience in the nonprofit world, different levels of fundraising, but from the smallest to the largest, they're all out there trying to do what they can to make their communities better. And that's really inspiring to me to be around uh, people who feel that way. It fills my soul. It fills my sense of purpose. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to. Well, thank you for that. We're going to close out the show in a moment and get your last thoughts of inspiration. But I got to ask you a really important question. Are you ready? Both of you? Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Chiefs. The Broncos. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) Here we go. Well, to be continued, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny well we are going to be together very soon i can't wait to the fearless fundraisers out there that's about all we have time for today but tune in to raise or visit or make sure you buy your ticket we're almost sold out so hurry up um and you can get more of shauna and reggie thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed today's raise nation topic and your daily dose of inspiration tune in for a new episode release every thursday at 12 30 p.m that's thursdays 12 30 p.m but in the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that you like best so you can get notifications about all our new guests. And if you're a fundraiser and you'd like to appear on the show, please reach out at hello at onecause.com. We'd love to put a spotlight on your mission and um, have an episode featuring just you. I'd like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy to use digital fundraising solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Check it out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of content and eBooks, all free that hopefully you'll find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks again to my guest, Reggie Rivers and Shauna Adamick. I think I'm getting it right. I'm going to be a pro in the next five years on your last name. Uh, Thank you so, so much for being with us today. I know it's hard to get the two of you in a room with your busy schedules, but a little sneak peek to raise, I think was so much fun. I enjoyed our conversations, but I have to ask any last words of inspiration. I would say simply focus on the part that's in your control. There's so much that happens to us in life that is outside of our control. You don't control the economy. You don't control the government. You don't even control other human beings that are around you, not your spouse, not your kids. Focus on the part that's in your control. And when you start doing that, you start to influence the people around you, the community around you in a positive way. Love it. Tony, how about you? Yes, I would add to that, Reggie, and just say going back to, to my passion for optimism. It's that optimistic thoughts precede desired outcomes. And that's something I remind myself every day that you have to have hope and confidence in yourself and your path forward, and you're going to make it happen. Well, the two of you are so inspiring for optimistic thoughts. We can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks on that race stage. Um, in the meantime, enjoy the the heat, practice those dance moves and the singing, and uh, we'll see you there. Um, until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. <laughs> <laughs>